This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Welcome to the Kickin' Life Podcast. Yours truly, Kickin' Life Guru Master Rich Grogan. Our mission is to inspire you to believe in yourself, to overcome challenge, battle through adversity, and live your best kickin' life. It's like I'm giving you a kick in life so you can live your best life. So saddle up, buckle up, and here we go. Greetings, everyone. Your Kickin' Life Guru Master Rich Grogan here. Hope you're having a fantastic day. Well, hey, I missed you last week. Uh, I was out and about. I got in a pretty serious fight, if you can believe that. Yeah. Uh, which I guess shouldn't be too much of a surprise. I've been in martial arts for almost 40 years and ex-hockey player, so I did my fair share of fighting. But this fight actually wasn't with another person. This fight, uh, in, well, I landed in the hospital and had emergency surgery. It was a fight with myself, with my appendix. It decided it didn't want to play fair and play nice with the rest of the body parts there. So it decided to swell up and, you know, on the verge of busting there. So after 14 hours of being a knucklehead, you know, a macho moron there of dealing with the pain and battling through, I finally decided, you know what, this isn't right. And my wife being a nurse, I you know, told her about it and she poked me in the appendix or on the outside there and I jumped through the roof and she said, well, let's go to the emergency room. And normally I fight tooth and nail to go to the emergency room. I can fix it on my own. But after 14 hours, I went ahead and went. And uh, she kind of told the, uh, when we got there, hey, you know, when he didn't argue about going to the emergency room, I knew something was wrong. Well, sure enough, we get in there. And as we all know, the emergency room is usually the the slow room. But uh, uh, I guess knowing that something was wrong, they got me back. Next thing I knew, I was in uh, ER or OR and getting this appendix removed. Well, the good news is I'm all good to go. Uh, the bad news is I missed a week of you. But um, anyway, so I guess my message to you why I'm telling you that is because I missed you last week. And also, you know, if, if something doesn't feel right, maybe be smarter than I was. Don't wait 14 hours in order to go. Get it done a little sooner, especially if, um, you know, you, you know your body. If something's truly wrong, get it taken care of. So anyway, I'm good to go. I'm back at you, and I'm happy to be here. I hope you're having a fantastic day, and hopefully you've uh, listened to a few of the podcast in order to keep yourself entertained and inspired while I was out, but now I'm back and ready to roll. And the first thing I want to talk about is what I kind of left you with on the last podcast was the story of the, uh, the eagle's egg being raised by the chickens. So the story goes, a little story for you to start things off. And, you know, the story should resonate with you, uh, everybody out there that may feel like they're born to do something different, born to do something better, born to be somebody uh, other than the standard crowd. So the story goes here. There's a eagle's nest, and it's got four eggs in it. And an earthquake comes along and rocks the, the, the nest there. And one of the eagle's eggs falls out of the nest, goes all the way down to the bottom of the hill, and rolls onto the farm. Well, in the farm, there's a chicken that sees this egg. Now, it realizes it's not a chicken egg. It's much, much bigger, much larger. But this mother hen, this mother chicken, takes on this egg and says, you know what, I'm going to raise this, uh, this egg, whatever hatches out of there, and treat it as my very own. Well, time goes by, the egg hatches, and out pops a little baby eagle. Well, along with the baby eagle, there's a handful of chickens. Well, the eagle grows up with the chickens. Now, it realizes it's different. It sees that it's different. It knows that it's different. You know, not only does it look different, but it's stronger. It's got different feelings, different thoughts. But it is raised and grows up with the chickens. So as time goes by, 
the chickens and the eagle are all playing there, and the other eagles soar overhead, and they continue to soar overhead, soar overhead, and the eagle that's down there with the chicken says, man, boy, look at that. I wish I could soar with those eagles up there. I wish I could do that. I wish I could be like them. I wish I could do more. And the other chickens that are around him, what do they say? You can't do that. You're nothing but a chicken. You're never going to fly. You're never going to soar. You're born with us. You're raised with us. You're going to be just like us. You're going to be here on the ground. You're never meant to soar. If you were meant to soar, then you would be up there soaring with them. But you're not. You were raised with us. You're going to be with us. You can't ever do anything else. So get those thoughts out of your head. Time continues to go on by. Time continues to go on by. And this eagle's like, oh, man, I would love to do that. I would love to do that. Well, the same old story day in and day out. From the chickens, who he surrounded himself with, you're never going to be anything. Quit dreaming. Quit letting yourself down. So the moral of the story is, as this eagle grows older, grows older, grows older, and it eventually dies, he died as a chicken. He never fulfilled his potential of soaring with the eagles, being what he was born to be. And the reason being, if you surround yourself with chickens, if you're raised by chickens, and you let chickens influence you, you're going to be a chicken. That's all there is to it. You're never going to soar. You're never going to be an eagle. You're never going to be what you were born to be. And unfortunately, obviously that story speaks volumes to me personally, and I'll share some personal stories in just a little bit here. But how many of you out there, how many right now are limiting who you were born to be by hanging with the chickens? If you're hanging with the chickens, you're playing with the chickens, you're working with the chickens, that's what you're going to be. You are a product of the four to five people you surround yourself with the most. And no, is it easy just for that eagle to say, you know what? I'm better than this. I'm jumping up here and flying. It's easy. And we can say it. Anything's easy to say. Easier said than done. You know, you know how I like feel about that because that's everything. You know, you say something to somebody and what's their number one response? Well, that's easier said than done. Well, of course it is. So is anything. However, believe in yourself, believe in who you were born to be and be who you're born to be. It will not be I guess, you know, I'd take that back. Is it easy? No, it's not easy. Nothing's easy. But it's simple. It's simply making a decision, making a step to do it. But it won't be easy because you're going to have to fight those chickens that you're surrounding yourself with. They're going to continuously try and beat you down, barrage you, and tell you who you aren't. And, of course, if you hear that long enough, you're going to, just like the eagle story here, you're going to believe that you're not meant for anything else. Yeah, you may look different. Yeah, you may uh, be different. You may think differently. But until you take action nothing's going to be different. You know, oftentimes I, I hear people talk about, I want this to change. I want that to change. I wish the world would change. I wish things were better in this world. Well, here's the thing. They can be. They can be in your world. But you have to be willing to change the world that you live in, which is your world, in order to see that change outside the world. And the old thing, well, I'm just one person. I can't change the world. Well, you may not be able to change the whole world, but I promise you, with different mindset, different thoughts, different way of thinking, believing in yourself, you can change your world. And your world is the only world that you really live in, right? If your mindset changes, I promise the way you look at things will change. In order to have change, you've got to change the way you look at things. And it all starts with the way you look at yourself, the way you uh, uh, believe in yourself, and who you know you were born to be. But you can't hang with the chickens if you want to soar with the eagles. So that's a good little start, and I promised I'd share a little personal story. 
on that when I was uh, kind of growing up and pretty much my whole paradigm growing up, I always felt uh, like I was an island by myself. And uh, my book that's coming out, hopefully real soon, I've got to finish up some stuff on it. But uh, my goal is to have it out by the end of May. And that book is Square Peg Round Hole. Why try to fit in when you're born to stand out? And it pretty much talks about everything that I continue to talk about on the podcast, my video blogs, and when I go around giving speeches and seminars about, number one, you've got to believe in yourself, believe in your abilities, and know that you have some special gift that nobody else has that you you're born with to share with the world. So anyway, feeling like I was on an island by myself kind of uh, is a big part of the book, Square Peg Round Hole. You're out here all by yourself. Now, you want to fit in. And it's not like, you know, you're an odd duck or you're an oddball or something's really wrong. And by all means, let me throw a little disclaimer out there. I am absolutely not talking about being disrespectful, rude, mean, bullying, and just, you know, being out uh, uh, that square peg as being rude to others. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the simple things that are left out nowadays, being ultimately respectful, being nice, being kind, saying please, saying thank you, yes sir, yes ma'am, making eye contact with people when you're talking to them, giving people the attention that they deserve. If you're talking to somebody, put down your doggone phone, put down everything else, and give them the time of day. And here's the weird thing about that, kind of a little side note here, by doing that, not only do they make that person feel good that you're talking to because you're giving them your undivided attention and you're telling them they are important to you, not that, all right, you're wasting my time here. I've got a text to reply to. I've got an email to reply to. You're giving them the attention. Guess what? It comes right back. You feel good about that. It's a chemical, a feel-good chemical in your body. There's four of them. And, you know, I may touch on all four of them here, uh, but I'm going to touch on this one. It's called oxytocin. And oxytocin is the feel-good chemical that not only – when you make or actually when you make somebody else feel good, you feel good in return, but anybody watching around or listening, it's going to make them feel good. And that feel good chemical continues to spread. Now there's four feel good chemicals in the body, four primary ones. There's there's others, but the four primary, you've got endorphins, you got dopamine, you got serotonin, and you've got oxytocin. Well, the oxytocin ones are the one I'm kind of focusing on here. And the story and I've got this from uh, Simon Sinek, he's got a wonderful book called Leaders Eat Last, and it's it's by far as moved up the charts as one of my all-time favorite books. I've watched his uh, TED Talk, and then also he's got all kinds of other uh, presentations that I find on YouTube just talking about these feel-good chemicals and the whole essence of people working together to create a better future. And instead of in the Leaders Eat Last book, there's so many different analogies in there about how tribes and groups and people collectively, when you're working together with others, boy, that's that's how you achieve success. Now, I know kind of saying square peg round hole, you're standing out all by yourself, but you're standing out to try and create your own group with your values. And my values are, you know, honor, integrity, discipline, respect, ult- you know, manners, like I said, kind of to the ultimate extreme of being polite. Like an example today, Went uh, to breakfast with uh, and a little power inspirational lunch meeting with uh, Emily Flowers. She's uh, a really, really good friend, and her husband, actually, Steve-O, is on our Dallas Cowboys podcast, so that's kind of cool. But uh, uh, we've been talking about meeting for a while just to kind of share inspirational ideas and tips and strategies on uh, success and helping inspire others, kind of 
you know, what it's like to be that square peg outside that round hole, but how to surround yourself with other square pegs to build your tribe in order to help, which are end-all, be-all goal, help our society become a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. So anyway, we met for breakfast this morning, and we went to a bakery here in Edwardsville, and we're up the, going up to place our order there, and the young lady, that I give her a card and ask her to listen to the podcast, so if you're listening, this is a shout-out to you there. She had this wonderful, beautiful smile. I mean, she just was... To, I mean, extremely polite, well engaging, and you could just see not only a smile on her face, but in her eyes that she was very happy to be doing what she was doing. And, uh, you know, I watched kind of people go through the line, not just uh, get their coffee, get their order, and just, you know, thank you, but just kind of uh, uh, moving through. Well, I go out there, and as I always try and do, is when I see somebody going above and beyond, even when they're not, I, I make mention of it, say, hey, Thank you very much. I hope you're having a great day. How's your day going? Always asking them. Well, go up there and I say, hey, how's your day? She stopped and like, whoa, somebody asked me that. And then she put on this big smile and I told her, I said, that, that's a beautiful smile. That really, really is a beautiful smile. Please, if you could do me one favor all day, keep smiling like that. Because sometimes, you know, you feel like you're the only one that notices, you're the only one that feels it and nobody compliments you before, you know, you turn that smile off and then you're like, oh. And you let the stress and worries of the day beat you down as opposed to being who you were born to be. So anyway, we're having a, um, yeah, it was a good engagement. I felt good about it. Um, and like I said, the oxytocin thing, she felt good. I felt good that, you know, hopefully I inspired and motivated her to continue smiling, doing what she was doing. But Emily was with me. She heard it. She felt good. Person behind me, that person got a smile. So that's the power of oxytocin. We all get a good feel from it. And that's the good kind of tribal <laughs> uh, um, feel-good chemical, if you will, making everybody feel good. And if it's just for a second, well, you know what? A second of feeling good is a second you're not feeling bad. And hopefully you can thrive on that and think, wow, maybe I can use that. Maybe even if I, I couldn't, I don't have the courage and confidence to tell somebody, you know, keep smiling or, or uh, thank you very much or whatever the case may be, you still you could take that extra step of doing something a little nicer than maybe you normally would do. So anyway, Emily and I uh, uh, get our stuff. We go sit down. We're, start, we're talking about all kinds of different ways to kind of fulfill our, our mission, our why, our purpose of, of helping, helping others. That's the big thing. And you hear me talk all the time about Zeke Ziegler, which is a huge fan of Zeke. Um, unfortunately, he, he passed away before I had a chance to ever meet him. But um, I, I feel like I know him extremely well with the literally hundreds of hours of audio books I've listened to and books I've read and uh, different uh, webinars and conferences and seminars that uh, I've been a part of that uh, you know other people have referenced him and listened to. Anyway, his whole thing, and I mean this, it's, I don't say it's my mantra, but it's all about achieving what you want to achieve and how that, and it all flows together with the oxytocin. In order to get everything you want in life, the number one rule is help enough other people get what they want by doing what you can to inspire, motivate, and just take time to help others. And it comes right back. Now, all these hours of listening to Zig Ziglar, I, I, I mean, I, I've got a degree in kinesiology, study of human movement. So I realized, I guess I'd heard before the four feel-good chemicals, the four primary ones, but I never really looked into them until you know Simon Sinek's book, uh, Leaders Eat Last, came out and read that, and boy, I just dove right into that, especially, once again, the oxytocin one. It all kind of resonated back to how do you get everything you want in life? Help enough other people get what they want. And I'm telling you from experience, that's the absolute truth. It truly, truly is. And a few podcasts ago, you heard me talk, uh, and I've shared this on many uh, different occasions with uh, video blogs and conferences and speeches. 
Does the room brighten when you walk in? Or does the room brighten when you walk out? And that tells a lot about who you are. And that gets back to the, I keep pounding it, but you're going to know what oxytocin is by the time this podcast is over because I'm going to keep bringing it to you here a little bit. So anyway, circling back around, and you know I sometimes get sidetracked, and, and I'll tell you what, I had uh, a cup and a half of coffee today, so I am wound for sound. I don't usually drink a lot of coffee because I probably don't need it. And those that have seen the movie uh, Over the Hedge where that little – I'm not sure what animal he is, but he's he's a little on the hyperactive side. And toward the end of the movie, they need him to really go in hyperdrive where they give him coffee and he's all over the place. Now, I'm not, not quite that bad, but uh, I got a little bit of energy. So I usually start my days off with uh, orange juice and then uh, green tea just to kind of mellow me out or make me feel good. But I had coffee today, so uh, I'm, I'm bouncing all over the place worse than normal. But hopefully it's inspiring you if you can follow along. So Emily, Emily and – yeah, there we go. Tongue twister. Emily and I are um, – chatting a little bit well we need a refill in the coffee so i go back up and uh the the gal at the front there gets uh refilling the coffee and um she had a big smile again so i just introduced myself and uh just told her hey really here you had a busy rush here and you're still smiling i'm proud of you hey here's one of my cards i, I do a podcast it's called kicking life and she goes oh my gosh really she goes i read all kinds of self-help books and i got my whole uh, uh, library is this all about believing and and just being happy and I'm like bang and i could tell that from the very get-go with that big smile so mention that of course now hopefully i've got well not hopefully i know we've got a new follower on our podcast here but by motivating and inspiring her to believe in herself to continue doing what she's doing, which is the right thing, then she's going to continue when those eh, other side comes and kind of beats you down. And we got a lot of you know haters out there. That's all there is to it. Why are you always smiling? Why are you? Oh, everything's all sunshine and rainbows. Uh, those people they will rain on your parade. It's not because they dislike you. It's because they dislike who they are. But don't allow those type of people to beat you down because I'm telling you, if they do, which is we're going to get in the next section, and the next section I'm going to talk about is engines or anchors. And uh, it all has to do with who you surround yourself with and how you allow people to not only treat you, but how that affect, uh, what that effect is on you. So anyway, back to her. She's smiling. She's doing this, but hopefully inspired her. So when those rains do come, and it is raining on her parade. She has that little extra hope and, and inspiration that, you know what? Somebody recognized this. Well, here's the deal. Are you any different than I am? No. No, absolutely not. Everybody has an ability to be nice. You either choose to be nice or you choose not to. You choose to have good manners or you choose not to. You choose to help somebody by smiling or you choose to frown. It's an absolute choice. Now, these are messages I give to the students at the academy all, all the time. And kind of that fits in my big mission, if you will, and our goal to help our society become a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. And what I mean by that is if people are smiling more, feeling better about themselves, being more respectful, all those things putting positive thoughts in their head, thinking positive as opposed to allowing all the sensationalism from the negative media to, to pound in your brain there. If you're feeling better about yourself, you're going to do other things to make yourself feel better, which exercise, that's the healthier part. If you feel good, you're going to, you're going to want to eat better. You're going to exercise a little bit more because it's going to make you feel even better. It's kind of an endless cycle, which is going to make you happier, which is going to make you healthier. And people that are happier and healthier and respect themselves more they're not apt to 
commit crime. They're not apt to go out and be rude, destructive, and mean to other people. So that's going to make our society a happier place. You're going to respect police officers, authority figures, parents, teachers, principals more because you respect yourself. And a big thing with society, the reason there's so much disrespect for law enforcement, for teachers, principals, parents, elders, uh, veterans, the military, is it all starts with the person. It all starts with the person. If you don't respect yourself, there's no way in the world you're going to respect anybody else because you can't. You, you mentally and emotionally can't do it. If you can't respect yourself, there's no way in the world you're going to be able to respect somebody else. And that gets back to the change I was talking about at the very beginning. If you want to see change, you have to be the change you want to see, the way you look at things. And it all starts with the way you look at yourself. And you know the old thing, I mean, it's an old cliche, but it's the absolute <laughs> truth. It starts with that person in the mirror. You look at that person. If you want that person to change, you tell that person, we're going to change. Not, I want to change, I hope to change, man, I wish I could change. No, no, no. That's the old try mentality, the try attitude. And you know how my feelings are in try. Uh, I pound this into the <laughs> students at the academy, their head. Trying leaves you an out. You can say, oh, well, I tried, but I just couldn't do it. No, no. You're going to say, I'm doing this, an affirmation that I am doing this, an affirmation actually saying uh, affirmations all about how you see things right now, how they're going to be. That might be a bit of a, a stretch to start off, but if you start off with the mentality of I'm doing this thing, you're telling yourself I am committed to do this until I get it right. I'm doing this. I'm not going to try to do it because if I try and I fail, well, at least I tried. No, I don't want you at least trying because that leaves you an out. Be committed, all in. I'm doing this thing. And when you say I'm doing something, you're going to program that in your mind that you're going to keep doing it until you get it right because you've said I'm doing it and you're going to keep battling through as opposed to, well, I tried. So anyway, circling all over the place here, but I think you're getting the gist of the message. It's just the message we always give here, the, the kick in life, the whole essence of the podcast is, you know, kick in life guru or Master Grogan's kick in life guru is kicking you in life to live your best life. You know, uh, and I've said it before. Punching life just didn't sound as good, although I do drop in some taglines every once in a while about right hook or reality, and that is, you know, reality, life's tough, so I'm going to give you a right hook to wake you up, remind you that it's going to knock you down when it does, not if, but when. Get your butt up off the deck. You can do better than this. Yeah, it's going to knock you down. Know it's going to knock you down, but know that you've got it in you, the belief in you to battle through, to get up when life knocks you down because you're better than that. So, and, and of course, right hook reality, I'll be honest with you, that was... I was toying with that being the uh, the name of the podcast here, but kind of already created kind of the kick and life guru thing, and this is kind of filtered along with that. So that's why we got the kick and life podcast. Besides, a little kick in life sounds a little better, like I said, than a punch in life. Uh, but I do like the right hook of reality, so I'll drop that in there from time to time to let you know. And back just a little bit, sunshine and rainbows. Hey, I'm a very positive, optimistic person, and I'm going to continue to push and motivate. But I'm not, you know, in fantasy land either. That's where the right hook of reality comes in because life is not all sunshine and rainbows. Life is tough. Life is extremely tough. And what happens with a lot of people if they uh, live in the fantasy land, when they do experience adversity, not once again, not if, but when, they're not ready for it. Whoa, what, what is this? And unfortunately, and I don't want to go off on too much of a tangent here, but unfortunately, kind of with this millennial mindset we have right now, a lot of those kids are living in that fantasy world. And sooner than later, it's going to hit them. 
And they're going to be like, what happened here? As soon as somebody breaks that fragile glass case they're in, they're not going to know how to handle it. And, and and there's all kinds of different things on that. This is I don't want to spend the whole podcast on that. I want to talk about engines and acres next. But I am telling you, life is going to be rough. It truly, truly is. But it's how you go about it, how you go when you get knocked down. Do you get back up or do you lay there and cry about it? Uh, I give the example all the time of and we've all been there with I give the example of kids at school. There's a new kid. He comes in, he's scared, he's intimidated, all those things happen. And the reason for that is kids are afraid of the unknown. So instead of going over and trying to welcome the kiddo and bring him into the group, you know, they pretty much, you have to figure it out on your own. That's a big problem. And it's not just with school districts and and, uh, um, schools, it's with society in general. Everybody's afraid of, of what they don't know. Of course, our message to the academy is anytime we have a new person come in, we everybody comes over, introduces himself, welcomes that person to make them feel good right off the bat, to make them feel part of the group, to make them feel wanted. Because everybody wants to feel wanted. Everybody wants to feel like they're a part of something. Nobody likes to be out on their own, especially because uh, um, <laughs> it's a tough thing out on your own there. You don't know what to do. And it can also be very demoralizing to think nobody cares for you or nobody likes you. But anyway, let me get back to the little thing here. So this kiddo, uh, and there's always one in every group, is kind of the, the the crier that really doesn't doesn't fit in. So the first day, He's over there crying while everybody's around him trying to help. You know, he's crying. He's scared. Well, as time goes by, fewer and fewer and fewer people are over there trying to pick him up because he's chose or she's chose just to kind of wallow in self-pity and lay there. And then comes a time when you've got a party and a room mother or mom comes in and says, hey, well, what's what's going on over there with with uh, with, with Johnny there? What is he OK? And the kids will say this. Well, eh, he just does that every day. And you're written off. The reason I'm telling you this, if you, not, well, when you get knocked down, you're going to have people at first that may try and help you up. But if you don't learn to help yourself and get up, sooner or later there's not going to be anybody there. And you're going to be wallowing in your self-pity. And that become a self-ending prophecy, just continue to spiral further and further and further down. So that was kind of the point on the millennials there. Boy, when that glass ceiling, when that glass breaks around them, you guys are going to get hit with a reality check here know that the world can be rough. It can be beautiful. It really, really can, but it can be awful rough too. So I want you to develop that belief in yourself to get up, battle through when life knocks you down. All right. So I think we got enough going on that. Let me jump into the engines and anchors. Now you can probably from just the title there, figure out what it is, but let me dive in a little bit more and tell you a little bit more what I mean by that. And you've heard me say this uh, countless times, you are a product, you are a percentage, you are a part of the four to five people you surround yourself with the most. So, and it doesn't matter if, and and let me give you a couple examples here. Maybe you're a a pretty healthy person, you normally eat well, you, you exercise, well, you start hanging around with people that maybe don't exercise as much as you do and don't eat as well as you do. And before you know it, you would rarely ever go out to happy hour and rarely go out and have some uh, appetizers and drinks after work. And I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with that. But my point is, if you never did it, now you're hanging around with these people and suddenly one night turns into two nights, turns into three nights. And before you know it, they're eating the greasy appetizers. What are you doing? Because you're with them. You're eating the greasy appetizers. They're having one more drink. What are you doing? Having one more drink. Well, now you were used to go to the gym. Now you're going out to happy hour. Now you're having greasy appetizers. Now you're having one more drink. 
Well, your life's changing. Your life's changing because of the people you're surrounding yourself with. You're a product of them now. And uh, I give the example all the time about uh, smoking. Now, you know, obviously, you've made the choice. If you smoke, you smoke. Whatever. I'm not here to tell you you shouldn't, and shame on you. That is your choice. You chose to smoke or you choose not to smoke. Now, I realize smoking is an addiction, and it's extremely hard to break that addiction. But I'm back to the point here. Maybe you don't smoke, but you're hanging around people that do before you know it. Well, I only smoke when I drink. Well, you're drinking three and four nights a week now. Well, you didn't do that before. Well, I only smoke uh, on the weekends. Well, maybe that was true. But now the people you're hanging around with, you're smoking three or four nights a week. And before you know it, those small little bitty things add up to big things. One turns into two, turns into three, turns into four. And you're like, what in the heck happened? How did this happen? What didn't happen all at once? Bang. And last week I gave the, or two weeks ago, I gave the analogy of the uh, the, the frog in the, the kettle. And, you know, if you throw a frog in boiling hot water, boom, it's going to jump right out. Same thing. If you went from not smoking and not drinking to suddenly, you know, five days a week without notice, you're gonna like, oh, whoa, whoa, something happened dramatic here. But put that frog in that kettle and slowly but surely turn the dial, gets warmer, warmer, warmer. The frog becomes complacent. Before you know it, the frog's cooked. And the same thing happens here. Little bitty small incremental changes, and before you know it, you're cooked. And here's the deal. Once you're cooked, well, I say it's extremely difficult to uncook. I guess it is. I kind of think of it that way. But yeah, I guess it's hard to uncook once you've been cooked. But it's extremely difficult to reverse that trend. However, it can be done. It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be as easy as it was to get into that pattern. But you can reverse that. And it all starts off with instead of three days a week at the, the bar eating appetizers and having that one extra drink, you cut it back to two, cut it back to one, slow incremental changes. And then before you know it, you're not doing it anymore. And then you say, well, man, I want to hang out with those people. They're a lot of fun. And, and I'm sure they are. I've got several friends like that. But I've had to make the choice, where do I want to go with this thing? And it's, it's, it's not easy. It's truly not. Because i got several friends that are a lot of fun. But i got to realize, what is my end all? What do I want to be? And if the, the, the friends are the anchors that continue pulling you down, before you know it, you're going to have four or five strong anchors, and you're going to be right along a part of that. And you don't know it. And you can't fight all of it. On the other side, the engines. So if you're around people that continue to drive, to push, and motivate you to be better, they talk differently. You know, instead of talking about all the negativity in the world and all the things that are going wrong, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, and oh my gosh. Well, you know what? The media thrives on negative sensationalism. Why? It sells. It, it does. People like blood, guts, and gore. The yuckier the story, the, the more impressions it's going to get. The more social media likes, the more clicks. And uh, back you know, 10 years ago, we only had a few outlet sources that to uh, get your negative news media. Nowadays, you're inundated with it. It is absolutely everywhere. It's, you know, at the grocery store in the checkout aisle. It's obviously social media is just bombarded with it. Now you've got literally hundreds of channels that just thrive on that negative stuff. But here's the deal. For all the one, or I guess I should say for the one or two sensational, negative, gross, disgusting stories, there's millions and millions of good stories that you don't hear about. Why? They don't have that, wow, that sensationalism. If you don't want that in your life, it's not going to be easy to turn it off, especially if you've been accustomed to doing it. But there's many more out there. 
So example on uh, Facebook, which I have really almost completely winged myself off Facebook. And I don't want to think I was addicted to Facebook, but the reality be told, I was spending far too much time on it. I truly was. And the more time you spend on it, the more these negative news feeds are going to pop up. All this political, and I'm going to say it, crap uh, popping up. Popping up, popping up, popping up. And it's like, well, I don't reply to that. I don't reply to that. But sooner or later, you keep seeing stories over stories. Before you know it, you're engaged in a Facebook war with some troll out there that truly has nothing better to do with their life but that. And I feel sorry for those people. I truly do. They're the kind of people that, well, you know what? Uh, the world's all bad and this and that. And, uh, you know, I've got nothing better to do. I even had a guy that it was very disturbing. It was in one of our martial arts groups. He wrote on uh, a thing. It said, well, let's see who I can piss off today. Let's see who I can, uh, what kind of trouble I can start today. Really? I mean, are, is that your goal? Who can I piss off today? Who can I upset today? Who can I frustrate today? That's a goal. I mean, and especially, you know, I, I try and think uh, people in some, uh, and everybody's different. You know, uh, there's good martial artists and there's bad martial artists. There's good teachers and there's bad teachers. There's good parents and bad parents. It doesn't matter what line of work you're in. But, man, if you're working with kids, if you're trying to inspire the future and try and motivate these kids to be respectful, to uh, have good manners, discipline, and respect, what kind of example are you setting if you're going on Facebook and saying, who can I piss off today? Who can I upset today? Who, how much trouble can I stir up today? Come on. I mean, that really, that, that frustrated me. I'll be honest, I wanted to whack him one. <laughs> and that's that fighter instinct. He went to clobber somebody, and uh, I, I don't know. <laughs> so here I am, oh, now, now what are you talking about? You want to beat people up? Well, that's that right hook of reality. Sometimes people need a right hook of reality if you're out there doing those things. But that's his choice. He can be who he wants to be and be who he was born to be. But, um, that's uh, the difference. Once again, anchors and engines. You know, anchors are going to continue pulling you down or engines are going to boost you up. So back to I start kind of wing myself off Facebook. I have spent less than uh, less than 10 minutes on Facebook for and I was keeping track. <laughs> kind of like, OK, it's been 55, 65, 75 days now. Yes. I, I haven't I'm kept track in a while. All I know is I jump on there, find a few of my motivational posts post those babies out there, hashtag them, write a little inspirational tip, and then bang, I'm off uh, of Facebook, which is great. And I can't, the amount of time, and you wouldn't believe the amount of time that you waste on that because 10 minutes turns into 15, turns into a half an hour, and especially at the end of the night. As you know, the last thought you have before you go to bed, if it's on politics or some sensational media garbage crap, well, that's going to be processing in your subconscious mind. And your subconscious mind, and I've talked about this on many, many podcasts, but it is so, so powerful. Whatever's on your subconscious mind, especially in your reticular activating system, which is in that frontal lobe there, your subconscious mind has one job and one job only, and that is to close the loops. Whatever you're thinking about, it's going to bring into focus everything it can to help you achieve that goal. Meaning, and the example I give all the time, if you're searching for a new car and you buy a new car and you think you got a car that nobody else has, well, suddenly, now that you've got that car, your subconscious mind is thinking about that car. It's brought things into focus. You see your car everywhere. Well, son of a gun, everybody's driving my car now. I thought I had a car that was different than anybody else's. Are you kidding me? They're everywhere. Well, guess what? They've always been there. They've always been there. It's not like, boof, miraculously a genie decide, you know what? You've got a, uh, uh, I just got a Chevy uh, Avalanche, which I really like, by the way. And um, 
and now Chevy Avalanches are everywhere. It's not like some genie just decided, poof, hey, Master Grogan, the Kickin' Life Guru, has got a Chevy Avalanche. We need to make sure everybody's got one. Yes, there they are. Well, that's that's insane. They have always been there, but it wasn't uh, uh, on my uh, it wasn't on my mind, subconscious mind, and the reticular activating system. So it wasn't brought to the surface, to the forefront. Well, that's how that works. So if you constantly barrage your bombard barrage, did I just say barrage? I don't even know what that word means. Bombard <laughs> your brain with uh, there's there's that second cup of coffee tongue twisting here, bombard your brain with all this negativity right before you go to bed, well, that's going to be on subconscious mind. So you're going to think about that. And so guess what? You pumped your mind with uh, yeah, ugly news, uh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, and this political nonsense, and these people doing this, and these people doing that. Well, you wake up the next morning, guess what you're going to see? More of that. Why? Your subconscious mind is doing what it is the only job it has which is helping to bring into focus what you're focusing on. And, you know, the old saying is what you focus on magnifies. That's exactly where that comes from. What you think about is going to magnify. You think about good things, more good things are going to happen. You think about crap, more crap's going to happen. So it's all about what you put in your mind. And, of course, back to Ozeke, you know, stinking thinking, you fill your mind with crap. Well, guess what you're going to think about? What kind of output you're going to have, right? And uh, Darren Hardy, and you guys know I've mentioned him on many podcasts. Um, I'm working with his Living Your Best Year Ever. And Darren, uh, hopefully you're listening again out there uh, and subscribe to the podcast. We're going to get together here later this year. It's kind of one of my goals to meet and you know swap brain cells with you and just talk about all the success that uh, you've helped me achieve in my life and you know hopefully i've got a few right hook uh, hooks of reality to uh, to throw at you to help you and continue to motivate you to do what you're doing because you're making a tremendous impact in the lives of so many including me personally so keep up the good work there darren but he talks about having muddy water in other words boy if your thoughts and your vision and your mind is as clear as muddy water now take a second to think about that Clear as muddy water. Yeah. There's no such thing, right? (laughs) Mud is mud. So that's not very clear at all. But if that's what's on your mind, that's your thoughts, that's your focus, and then obviously you're going to think about mud, crud. But here's the deal. You can rinse that cup out. And we talk about that's another martial arts term, empty in your cup. And all that simply means is all the thoughts that are on your mind, let them go. Little form of meditation, and uh, the meditation. I'll get into that in another podcast because that's quite a lengthy uh, uh, venue there. But all that simply means is you breathe into your nose, out to your mouth, you relax, and you let all the thoughts and actions from the day drift away. You are essentially not only emptying your cup, but you're washing that cup clean. You're washing that muddy water out. You're getting rid of that clear as muddy water. But you know what? Depends on how much mud and crud you've got in your glass there. So it may take a lot. To flush that baby out, you may have to run that thing under clear water for quite some time in order to go from muddy water to murky water to eh, water, and then before you know it's going to get clean. But I promise you can do it, and that's all about, once again, the engines and anchors. You know, you hang around with the anchors, you're probably going to have a dirty cup, have all kinds of mud in that cup. You're hanging around with the engines that are pushing you to be better, and it, it just on it, just like we talked about, the uh, anchors, the things they do, you know, maybe you don't smoke, but now you start smoking. You're having all those greasy appetizers three and four times a week. It's also about the input, the way they talk about life, the way they talk about themselves, the way they talk about the future, the way they talk about growth, the way they talk about, um, well, goals, visions, and dreams. You know, if they don't have those things, everything is gloom and doom. That's going to make your, your cup awfully muddy. Well, on the other side, the engines, what are they going to talk about? 
They're going to talk about success. They're going to talk about who they're, what books they're reading, what webinars, what conferences they've went to, what uh, inspirational TED Talks they've listened to, what they've done, what business meetings they've gone to, what goal-setting seminars they've gone to. They talk differently. They think differently because they are different. And that's going to, of course, lift you up or push you along. The engines help you become who you aren't. Now, here's the thing. We've all got, and I've got a, a sign, and I refer to the academy a lot because obviously that's a big, huge part of my life. And it's a, a great outlet to try and impact as many kids and adults uh, as we can to get out and achieve our mission, which is to help our society become a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. And we do that by inspiring people simply to believe in themselves, to believe in themselves, to stand up what is right, stand out in a crowd, stand up to bullying. And of course, you got to have the courage and confidence to do that in order to live your best possible life. And uh, something, I guess I'll tie on that just a little bit here. Uh, been working on our, I guess, all those things fit into our mission and our purpose. I'm trying to narrow it down to an exact bang. This is it. So we got a little montage instead of being so long with everything. It's kind of a quick hitter. Bang, this is what we're all about. We're Academy of Life Changers. But it's all wrapped around, and it's just continuously programming this in our mind. Our instructors know this. Everything we do and everything we are revolves around our core values. And they are honor, integrity, discipline, and respect. Honor yourself. Use integrity in your decision-making. Be disciplined about the choices and actions you make. And by all means, respect yourself in order to respect others. Now, I say those things, and I don't want anybody to think I'm perfect by all means. My gosh, I've made more mistakes than every one of you out there listening times 10. I, I do my best not to continue making mistakes, but I do pray every day to help me be a better person today than I was yesterday, to learn from my mistakes in the past so I don't repeat those mistakes. So I'm not one over here, this high holy roller saying, ah, I've never sinned, I've never done this. That's nah, No, no, I'm going to be 100% honest with you. <laughs> I've messed up. I truly, truly have, but darn it. So you listen to this, chances are, and I can't say that you've messed up or not. Maybe you haven't, I don't know. But if you have, and there's probably a pretty good chance that you have, it's okay. It's in the past. As long as you don't continue to repeat it and you're trying to better yourself, you're moving forward. And back to the engines and anchors, if you're surrounding yourself with people that make mistakes and continue to make mistakes, they're going to make you feel like, eh, it's okay. It's okay to keep making mistakes. It's okay. Well, if you're making mistakes on uh, your way to success, trying to change something, but you just haven't found the right formula, that's fine. You're learning from it. But if you continue to repeat the same mistakes over and over and over again, you're definitely not learning from it. And what's Einstein say? The definition of insanity? What is the definition of insanity? Should I give it to you? I'm going to give it to you. Definition of insanity is continue to do the same thing over and 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 over again and expecting different results. That's insane. If you keep doing the same thing, guess what you're going to get? The same results. Yeah. Wow. That's rocket science, isn't it? Whoa. Albert Einstein said it, so it must be true. Or <laughs> better yet, I read it on Facebook, so I know it's true. So anyway, being goofy here, of course, but uh, you get my point. The same thing on the other side with the engines. You know what? Yeah, they make mistakes too, but they learn from those mistakes. Like Thomas Edison, 10,000 failed attempts, if you will, to create the indescent bulb. Well, he said, I didn't fail 10,000 times. It was a 10,000-step process. That meant he kept learning from his mistakes and moving forward. And something I actually posted on my Facebook page, uh, page today, and uh, those that don't follow on Facebook, you can go to uh, Kickin' Life uh, 
Oh, what is my Facebook page? Holy cow. Oh, uh, Master Grogan, Kicking Life Guru. You know, please like the page. Every day starts with a nice inspirational, motivational uh, post or quote. And then I also throw out my uh, little one to two minute uh, weekly video blogs to send out inspiration and uh, motivation your way just to kind of get you through. And also that good right hook of reality, that kick in life that you need. Anyway, my post today was from Michael Jordan. And we all know Michael Jordan, uh, and, and you know it's unfortunate nowadays moving forward, fewer and fewer kids uh, know who Michael Jordan is, and fewer and fewer kids know who uh, Bo Jackson is. Oh, man. So um, those listening, hopefully you, you know who those two guys are. If you don't, look them up. But anyway, Michael Jordan, uh, he was one of the greatest basketball, and I think he's still, you know, he's still not playing, of course. He's, he's many years retired, but the greatest basketball player. But it talks about how everybody – focuses on his success, which is great. That's what everybody remembers. But he had so many failures along the way that nobody remembers. But by continuing to overcome and battle through those failures, he created the success that everybody remembers. If he wouldn't have, would he be remembered at all? Probably not. Probably not. But anyway, the post for Michael Jordan today, it said, uh, I failed, failed, and failed again, and that's why I succeed. And it's battling through overcoming adversity and challenges. Now, too many times people think that failure is the opposite of success. Oh, you either fail or you succeed. It's, it's one or the other. That's it. No two ways. No, no, no. You, unfortunately, it's never, are you ready for this? A snap. Is that a snap? Yeah, that's a snap, right? Snap of the finger. Success is not just a snap. It doesn't just happen. Okay. Uh, I, I would, you know, unfortunately, there's these uh, infomercials that tell you, hey, just send me three payments of $39.95, and within 10 weeks, you're going to reach success. How do they know what your success is? Did you ever think of that? Oh, you can't shoebox success. You can't throw success, and my success is your success, and your success is my success, and da 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 Your success is whatever you deem success to be. Maybe your success is to have a million dollars. Well, Jim Rohn says, yeah, if you wish for a million dollars, you get a million dollars. Does that mean you're a millionaire? Well, I guess technically, yeah, you got a million dollars. But if you haven't grown into being a millionaire, you're not going to be a millionaire long because it's going to be gone. Uh, the numbers are staggering. The number of people who win the lottery and within five years are back to where they were before they won the lottery because you never grew into the position. You have to grow into it. And that gets back to the success and failure. It's not a flip of the switch. You have a ton of failure. Think of Thomas Edison here, the indecent bulb, 10,000 failures. Michael Jordan, fail, 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 fail. And then success comes after that. Uh, failure is a part of success. Failure is not the opposite of success. You grow and you learn from your mistakes. Gets back to what we talked about earlier. You are going to get knocked down. Life is going to knock you down. And as Rocky says, and you know I love the Rocky quotes here, nothing's going to hit hard as life. It doesn't matter how hard you hit. It's about how hard you can get hit and keep moving forward. How much you can take and keep moving forward. That's how winning is done. Well, that's it. When you fail and you fail and you fail, it's going to become easier and easier just to give up. And especially if you're around anchors that keep pulling you down. And they say, well, why do you keep trying? Why do you keep beating yourself up? Why do you keep failing? Don't you know you can't do any better than that? Don't you know you're not going to be any better? Why do you try and do something different? You're, you're one of us, man. Come on, quit trying to be somebody you're not. Those are those anchors pulling you down. The engines, hey, I believe in you. Yeah, how many times have I failed? How many times have I done this? That's all part of it. Keep striving, keep driving, keep moving forward. That's the engines pushing you along, not 
letting you settle for complacency, not letting you settle for failure, not letting you sit there and cry wah-wah about it because life knocked you down. Get your butt back up and let's fight harder. You can do this, but it's all about your influences. So if you think about it, who are you hanging around with? Are you hanging around with engines? Are you hanging around with anchors? Are they pushing you or are they pulling you back? And, and, and in a sense, that is, is what's going to help you become the person you were born to be. So is it easy? Well, you hear me say this all the time. Of course, it's easier said than done. Everything's easier said than done. No, it's not going to be easy at all. Simple for me to say. Now, life is pretty simple. It's just a matter of choices, right? Well, those choices, yeah, it's simple to say, simple to do, but it's not easy. It's going to be tough. So just know that going in that it's going to be tough. But here, end all, be all, and I tell you this all the time, and I mean this from the bottom of my heart, I believe in you. I am so honored, so grateful, and so thankful that you're taking time out to listen to this podcast. This is something I've wanted to do for as long as I can remember. And, and, you know, and I shared with you before, how did it get started? Well, the reticular activating system. Focus. Two, almost two and a half years ago, I started doing these video blogs. Um, and why did I do them? Because I saw somebody else doing them. I thought, you know what? I can do better than that. Is that arrogant? No, it was like, well, I was trying to talk myself into believing that I could. And to be honest, I go back and look at some of those video blogs before and woo, was those things bad. Um, <laughs> but I had to start someplace. You know, what, what is the old saying? Uh, uh, you don't have to be great to start, but you have to start to be great. In other words, you got to start someplace. Think about it as a baby walking. Baby didn't just, you know, boom, for you know what? Uh, they popped out of the womb and they're running across the floor. No, it took a process of falling down, getting up, falling down, getting up. Well, the same thing. So I started those video blogs a couple years ago and, uh, you know, I just started talking to people, started getting more and more likes. Now, here's the thing. Those first few, and I'm talking for the probably the first six months, I was getting one and two likes and only 10 or 15 views. I tell you, I, went, I was like, you know, why am I doing this? And my kids and my family like, uh, it was kind of funny. I'd, hey, guys, Dad's filming a blog here. I'm like, Dad, what are you doing? Nobody likes those things. And it's not like they were being rude, but I would share with them, man, I only got two likes on this one. So, But now it comes to my kids are going, hey, Dad, what's your blog going to be on today? So that's just the way the world is. Even your family, they try and save you from the pain and agony of, of what you're going through. And if you, you know, It was me. I was complaining about only getting one or two likes and only a few views. So they were trying to save me, I guess, from complaining about it. So they, they would say that, not in a disrespectful way, but in a helpful way. And, in, and fortunately, family has a way of doing that. They don't want to see you suffer. They don't want to see you in pain. So unknowingly, they try and keep you down just so you don't experience pain. They don't mean to, but I'm telling you from experience because that's kind of what I went through. you got to break through that ceiling. You've got to raise your standards up. And I'm telling you something I didn't know. I never realized really how difficult it was going to be. I never realized how many failures I was going to have, how many times I was going to be knocked down and uh, um, have to force myself to crawl back up. That's why I'm so inspired by all the Rockies and the, the movies like Rudy and, and all those uh, invincible, all those inspirational things when guys have battled through the, the odds that are so stacked against them, but they refuse to give up. And anybody that's reached success has gone through that. There's no such thing as luck. Luck is flat-out hard work, not giving up when you should, really. You should have given up but you don't. Why? Because you know you're better. So those listening out there, like I just said, I, I'm so grateful and thankful that you're listening to this podcast and listen to others like this. I promise you, you continue to filter good things in your mind. You continue to listen to podcasts like this. You continue to put positive input in. What you focus on magnifies. 
it's going to change your life. It's going to change you. You're going to think differently. You're going to talk differently. You're going to want to hang around with different people. It's going to be the engine you need to push you in the direction you need to go in to be the person you were born to be, to reach that success. You're going to start thinking about others more than you think about yourself. You're going to start thinking about, as we started this podcast off with, that oxytocin hit, that rush of oxytocin. I'm going to do what I can to make others feel good because I know I'm going to feel good. And gosh darn it, the person listening to it's going to feel good. We're all going to feel good together. And the more feel-good vibes, the more everybody's going to feel. And it's the same way. You know, I mentioned before about when you walk into a room, when does the room brighten? I'm sorry, when does the room brighten? When you walk in or when you walk out? So when you walk in, it's like, hey, boy, the lights just seem to shine brighter. It's like so much positive energies in that room. It just radiates great feelings. Or when you walk out of the room. The dark cloud goes with you, and suddenly the lights pop on. Now, we all know people like that. Uh, They walk in, they carry a dark cloud with them. They walk out, the lights are on again. Well, I want you to be that person that people notice. And, and, you know, everything's subtle and change. That's just how it is. The trickle effect, nothing happens, boom, just a snap. Everything takes a little bit of time. But people will begin to tell there's something different about that person. There's something different about this. Smile. That starts off. You know, the energy it takes smile, look in the mirror and smile at yourself, and people will start to notice. They truly will. And if anything, if you want to confuse people, just smile all the time. They'll, you'll keep them guessing, like, what the heck is he smiling about all the time? I don't know. Wow. <laughs> but back to uh, keep circling around, but it all resonates on the two key points of what we talked about this whole podcast here, that oxytocin, that feel-good chemical that makes you feel so good about yourself because you made others feel good and everybody feels the, the feel-good, if you will but also the engines and the anchors. Cut those anchors, baby. Get rid of those things. Hang around with the engines. Now, how do you find engines? Last little point here. Well, that, that, that that's tough. It truly, truly is. Matter of fact, talking to Emily today, we were talking about that, how it, it's very difficult kind of being that square peg, trying to find other square pegs to bring into your tribe that aren't just in or anchors that are going to pull you down, but engines are going to lift you up. Well, it starts with, number one, the belief in yourself and continuing to raise your standards. If your standards are here, and I know you can't see me, but, you know, put it at your head. You want to raise those standards above your head. Continue to raise your standards. And a sign we have, and they've heard me say it a couple times before at the Academy, is keep your standards high. Those that need to be in your life will rise up to meet them. And those that won't, it's not that you're... And I guess, in a sense, yeah, you are cutting the anchors off. It doesn't mean you're not trying to help others. But you can't allow others to bring you down. You know, there's an old saying, you got two hands. One hand is for uh, uh, helping yourself climb up to success. The other hand is helping pull somebody else up. That's great. You want to do that. However, unfortunately, a good majority of the time, too often, you take your hand that you're using to pull yourself to success and you put both hands to try and pull them up and you allow them to pull you down. And that's the anchor. You, You can do everything you can to help people to save people, but inevitably, they have to be the one to make the choice for themselves. In party, I'm going to leave you with this last little story. It kind of goes right along with this uh, uh, anchors and engines. Believe in yourself, but 
uh, people have to take action for themselves. There's a, um, a flood that's coming, a little story here, and um, the, the waters are getting high, and uh, this guy's sitting on his front porch, and the waters are going. A guy comes by in a, in a rowboat and says, hey, man, the floods are coming here. Jump on the boat. I'll save you, and uh, uh, we'll get to higher ground and safety. And the guy says, no, 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 that, that, that's okay. My God's going to save me. Okay. Well, the waters get a little bit higher. Now they're up to the second floor, and he crawls out uh, the second floor out the, out the window there. He's got a little awning, and somebody comes by in a motorboat now. And uh, the guy comes by, and he says, hey, man, the waters are getting high. They're going to keep getting higher. Jump on the boat. I'll take you to higher ground and save you. And, no, 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 no. Uh, my God's going to save me. Now the waters get to the top of the house. So he's standing on the roof. The waters are just about at his legs. A helicopter comes by. And the helicopter, they yell down with the microphone, hey, grab the rope. We'll save you. We'll take you to higher ground. Please save yourself. Help yourself. Uh, and the guy says, no, no, no. My God's going to save me. The helicopter goes away. Well, the guy drowns. And he gets up to heaven. And uh, he, he's, he's a little upset. He's like, God, I, I, I thought you were going to save me. And, of course, God says, hey, man, I sent you a rowboat, a motorboat, and a helicopter. What more do you want? You've got to take action. You've got to do something for yourself here. I've laid it all out there for you, but you have to be the one to take action to do it. And unfortunately, of course, the moral of the story is I think too many times in life we think that something miraculous is going to do it for us. Well, the things are there. They truly are. You just have to be receptive to them, open-minded to them, see it, but you have to be the one to do the work to get it done. If you want change, you want to see change in the world, you got to change your world. you got to change the way you look at things, change the way you see things, and change the way you do things. You actually have to take charge. So the guy... He should have taken charge, of course, got on the rowboat and then the motorboat and then, of course, the helicopter, but he was wanting somebody to do it for him. Don't be like that, okay? The opportunity presents itself, do it. And, of course, uh, surround yourself with what? Engines, not anchors. All right, so all kinds of stories here today shared with you. Hopefully you enjoyed the podcast, and and do do yourself a favor. Um, subscribe to our podcast. We're available at iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, uh, Google Play, or wherever you get your podcasts from. And, of course, here at lineupmedia.fm, uh, there are so many different wonderful podcasts that they have here at this uh, this station, and check those out. Our podcast can be found at kickinlifepodcast.com. That's K-I-C-K-N Life which is L-I-F-E, <laughs> podcast.com. And as I mentioned, follow me on uh, on Twitter, on Instagram, on, my goodness, all the social networks out there, Facebook, uh, and then, of course, listen to the podcast, subscribe to it. And, and the oxytocin release, how to help somebody else feel good, share this podcast with them and let them know there's other things out there to help them grow, help them feel better about themselves. And how do you make yourself? I mean, think about it. If you got something on this podcast that made you feel good, you're going to help somebody else if you share it with them and help them feel good. And then, of course, the cycle continues. And then all of us collectively working together, we're going to achieve that mission of making our society. And that's a mission all of us can work on together because we all live in this society together, happier, healthier, and safer society. And we can do it. So, all right, until we talk again, You get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Can't wait to talk to you real soon. Bye-bye.
Thank you very much, everybody, for listening to another exciting Kickin' Life podcast. This is Master Rich Grogan, your Kickin' Life guru, reminding you you can find our podcast online at kickinlifepodcast.com or through iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcast. Tune in next week. Another exciting show coming your way. In the meantime, you get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best. Have a blessed day, everybody. Talk to you real soon. This podcast was a presentation of lightupmedia.fm.